You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. As you certainly know by now, early Sunday morning, there was another senseless shooting, this time at a dance club in Orlando, Florida. A dance club. It left 49 people dead, which is the largest loss of life due to a terrorist attack on U.S. soil since 9-11. This country was built on the idea that we do not all agree on everything. I, as a new father, am thinking, what do I tell my kids? Uh, what if my kids are gay? Uh, what do I tell them? Uh, maybe there's a lesson from all this, uh, a lesson in tolerance. First of all, we need some light. You can't sit here in the dark and all alone. It's a sorry sight. It's just you and me. We'll live, you'll see. The lives of 22-year-old Juan Guerrero and his boyfriend, Christopher Linenen, also taken in the massacre. Linenen's mother with an emotional plea Sunday before finding out her son had died. When he was in high school, he started the Gay-Straight Alliance. I've been so proud of him for that. Please, let's all just get along. We're on this earth for such a short time. Let's try to get rid of the hatred and the violence. And when the night has finally gone, when we see the new day dawn, we'll wonder how we wandered for so long, so blind. The wasted world we thought we knew, the light will make it look brand new. So let it Just like all of you, I'm saddened by the events that happened in Orlando this past weekend. As a gay man, I can sympathize with those people who were in the club that night because what a lot of people don't know is that gay clubs are a safe haven for some gay people. They go there because that's the moment in their life where they can live and feel free and feel like they aren't being judged. And for someone to come in what we consider our home and murder people and injure people out of pure hatred or out of pure hatred for self is very, very, very unfortunate. So of course, I want to send love and respect and prayers and good thoughts and positivity to the families of the victims and the victims of this terrible cause. 
There are more than a, a list of names. There are people who loved and were loved. There are people with families and friends and dreams. And the truth is, we don't know much about some of them. We want you to hear their names and a little bit about who they were. Edward Sotomayor, Jr. He worked at a travel agency that catered to the gay community. His family says he was witty, charming. And that he always left things better than he found them. He was 34 years old. Stanley Almodovar III, he was a pharmacy technician. It was the last video that we saw of him was posted on social media that showed him laughing and singing on the way to that nightclub. He was just 23. Luis Omar Ocasio Capo, he was a dancer and a barista. He was just 20 years old. Luis Vielma, he worked at the Harry Potter ride at Universal Orlando. He was just 22. Juan Ramon Guerrero, his cousin said Juan came out to his family just this year. and was afraid they might not accept him, but they did, and they embraced his boyfriend as well. He was 22. Christopher Andrew Lee, known, known as Drew, he was um, Juan's boyfriend, and his mom says he established the Gay Straight Alliance at his high school. He was 32 years old. Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera, a friend says he was always willing to help everybody and sacrificed a lot for his family. He was 36. Peter O. Gonzalez Cruz, he worked at a UPS store, memorized apparently all the regular customers' names. He could make anyone smile, his friend said. He was just 22. Kimberly K.J. Morris moved from Hawaii to Florida just a few months ago to help her mother and her grandmother. She was a bouncer at Pulse Nightclub. She was 37. Eddie Justice was an accountant who texted his mother from the club, texted his mother saying, Mommy, I love you. He was 30. Enrique Rios, a friend says he was cool and a funny dude who could tell, tell people, don't let the world hold you back from your dreams. He was 25. Anthony Luis Loriano Dizla, a talented dancer born in Puerto Rico. He was 25. Jonathan Antonio Camui Vega, he worked for Telemundo, first in Puerto Rico and then in Orlando. He was just about to turn 25. Corey James Connell was a student at Valencia Community College and hoped to become a firefighter. He was 21. Mercedes Marisol Flores, her father says she was a happy girl who had so many dreams. She was 26. Dianca Deirdre Drayden, her family called her Didi. She was a bartender at Pulse. She was just 32. Miguel Angel Honorato managed a Mexican restaurant. A colleague says he was an excellent boss and a good friend. He was 30. Jason Benjamin Joseph had a student at Southern Technical College where a faculty member calls him a sweet kid with a bright future. He was 19. Daryl Romanbert II was a financial aid officer at Kaiser University, he was passionate about volunteer work. He was 29. Jean Carlos Mendez Perez was a perfume salesman. Apparently he hit the gym almost every day and his friend said he was always happy. He was 35. Perez's longtime partner, Luis Daniel Wilson Leon, grew up in a small town in Puerto Rico and was a shoe store manager. He was 37. They died together. Frankie Jimmy de Jesus Velasquez, a professional dancer specializing in a traditional folk dance of his native Puerto Rico, he was 50. Amanda Alviar, she was a nursing student at the University of South Florida, was 25. Martin Benitez Torres, he was a college student in Puerto Rico, visiting family in Orlando, he was 33. 
Juan Chavez Martinez. His co-workers at a hotel say he was a kind, a loving person. He was just 25. Gerald Arthur Wright worked at Disney World. The co-worker says he was wonderful with the guests. He was always smiling. He was 31. Leroy Valentin Fernandez worked leasing apartments. A co-worker says he sang Adele in the office until they couldn't take it anymore. He was 25. Tevin Eugene Crosby, dedicated, hard-working business owner from Michigan. He was just 25. Brenda Lee Marquez McCool, she had 11 kids, beat cancer twice, and often went dancing at Pulse with her gay son. She supported him that much. She was 49. Her son survived the shooting. Angel L. Candelario Padro recently moved to Orlando. He was new here. He just started a new job as a technician at the Florida Retina Institute. He was 28. Gilberto Ramon Silva Menendez was studying healthcare management. His family says that he was the light and life of all family gatherings. He was 25. Javier Jorge Reyes was a salesman at Gucci. Friends say he was always positive. He was humble, a lovely friend. He was 40. Shane Evan Tomlinson was a gifted singer who performed at weddings and clubs, was 33. Simone Adrian Carrillo Fernandez worked at McDonald's where he brought in birthday cakes for his co-workers and had just gotten back from a trip to Niagara Falls with his partner. He was 31. Oscar Aracena Montero was the Simon's partner. He was 26. They also died together. Rodolfo Ayala Ayala worked at a blood donation center, was a Puerto Rican native, loved to dance. He was 33 years old. Frank Hernandez, he worked at a Calvin Klein store, was a great brother and had love, had no gender tattooed on his arm. He was 27. Xavier Emmanuel Serrano Rosado was a dancer, described as hardworking and friendly, pr proud of his son. He was 33. Akira Monet Murray, she recently graduated from high school, was planning to go to Mercyhurst University and play basketball. She was just 18. And Christopher Joseph Sanfeliz worked at a bank, was said to be the most positive guy around, was just 24 year olds. Luis Daniel Conde was a makeup artist, co-owned a salon with his partner, he was 39. Juan P. Rivera Velasquez. He was the uh, partner to Luis. He was 37. Antonio Devon Brown was a captain in the excuse me was a captain in the U.S. Army Reserve and a graduate of Florida A&M. He was 29. Alejandro Barrios Martinez was 21. Joel Rayon Panihagua was 32. Jean Neves Rodriguez was 27. We don't have pictures of these people. Bill Marie Rodriguez Sullivan was 24. And Paul Terrell Henry was 41 years old. We think it's important that you hear their names. Shanti's trust and believe. I want us to remember, humans are responsible for themselves. Once you become 18 years old, you are considered an adult. You can vote and you are responsible for your actions in this world. So we cannot sit here and judge a group based on religion or a group based on race for this occurrence. You do remember Timothy McVeigh, 
the Oklahoma City bombing. He killed 168 people. You do remember the DC snipers that killed 17 people who were just getting gas. Timothy McVeigh was white. The DC snipers were black. We're not kicking black people out of the country. We're not kicking white people out of the country. Let's stop right now with the bigotry against Muslims. I know plenty of Muslims. I have walked in their house. I have eaten with them. Their religion may not even accept my sexuality, but guess what? We put all that aside and we break bread together. We cannot sit here and hate on a group of people because of one individual's action. If you are a grown person and you're influenced by a group of something, if you have sought out to be influenced by a group that is negative, that's on you. It's just like peer pressure as an adult. If your friends go out and say, we're going to go kill people because they're your friends, are you going to say, you know what, I'm going to go too. No, you have to want to do it. We have to stop the hate. We have to enjoy the life that we are living. And the way to enjoy that is by just loving each other and trying to live as best as we can through positivity. Yes, this world is built on differences. And that's what makes this world amazing. No. There are a lot of people out there who have been hated on because they're thin or because they have long hair or because their weave looked better. Let's learn to love. And always trust and believe in who you are and respect everyone. That's how we will get through this world together. No, not everyone is going to like you. And I'm very happy that the entire world doesn't like me. Why? Because that's a lot of people to deal with. We have to stay strong. We have to believe in ourselves. And ultimately, we have to respect and live through love. Well, that's all for easy. Well, that's all for easy. You know, I'm really loving these um, Soul to Soul podcasts. Me too. So I just wanted to, to jump right into what today is about. You see people on social media or friends be like, oh, you know, she's just a hater or he's just a hater. And so about, I don't know, it had to be like five years now. I, you know, I bought this shirt from, um, I bought this shirt from Foot Locker. It, was, it says on there, allergic to haters. Because I was just like, I'm over, like, I'm over it. Now, full disclosure, I'm all about full disclosure. I've definitely been a hater once or twice in my life or maybe 35 times. So you know, I want people to listen to this, not being like I'm holier than thou, but just like recognizing when you're being a hater. Because the only reason I'm able to talk so candidly about people hating is because I've been a hater, clearly. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's not bad. But now I'm very, at this point in my life, I am very, very well if I'm becoming a hater. And I immediately correct myself because the key the one ingredient to being a hater, the one ingredient is you don't know the whole damn story. Like you don't know. And you are creating your own story in your head. Like, so you're completely being a hater because you just don't know. And, you know, haterism, if that's a word. It is now. <laughs> haterism to me is like gossip. It's the same thing. It's like you're gossiping. 
you know, whatever, but it's obviously on the negative side. And so, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to, um, I want to paint a picture for everyone who has either been a hater, been hated on or experienced hatership or haterism. So do you know the term resting bitchy face? Yes. Resting bitch face. Okay. Right. I, I thought it was bitchy, but maybe it's resting. Well, bitch it's face. probably both. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm the bitch. You're the bitchy. Yeah. It's like, I'm kidding. So the thing is like we're resting bitchy face. Like these, so these, it's mostly, obviously, I think it's mostly female, unfortunately. But these females are being labeled as like, you know, they have resting bitchy face and they're automatically assumed to be a quote unquote bitch. Like that's, you know, which I think is so rude to call somebody unless you're, you know, they're your friend and you're playing around. You're like, what's up, bitch? Like, what's up? <laughs> you know, because people do that. I do. So, um, but to call somebody a bitch is so rude or to be like, you know, if I'm talking to you and you don't even know that girl and you're like, oh my gosh, she's such a bitch. Why? Because look at her. You know what I'm saying? Good. No, Alicia gets this all the time. And we were just talking about this. People, she, she will tell you flat out, people think, and people have told her this, that they think she's a bitch because she puts that wall up and doesn't let people in because she doesn't want to trust people until, or give them that energy and time unless she knows they're worth it. So like, she, she'll tell you flat out she has resting bitch face. Well, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but it's but, true that people assume. Yeah. No, 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 no. She's very right in that. But I'm saying about giving people time. And, um, but, you know, Alicia's dry boots. We yeah. Talk about that another time. Yeah. <laughs> there's dry boots people and then there's like crazy people. <laughs> but let's get back to the resting bitchy face. So people are immediately judge a woman on the... And I'm only using women right now because it's just easier because of the resting bitchy face thing. So girls, don't think I'm hating on y'all because I love y'all. But you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, do you see her? Like, yeah, I don't like the way she looked at me. You, like, if you're riding on the subway of New York City, everybody looks like this. Like, you know, you know that, that emoji where it just looks like, you know, like, it's kind of like, uh, okay, like the mouth is to the side. Because they either going to work or they're coming home from work or they don't know you. So why do they need to laugh? And so, or like, you don't, like, smiling and frowning are, it wastes energy. So, you know, your resting face is, like, not going to be, you know, your selfie picture. And so if you, if you look in the subway in New York City, we could talk about everybody, like, damn, like, he mad today or whatever. When I'm like, this dude might be getting ready to go you know, propose to his fiance. You know what I'm saying? We just create these stories. And so people who say such and such has resting bitchy face or whatever, they could be the nicest person ever, but you have created this. It's just like when people see, you know, a woman with long legs and she's walking in her heels and her hair is flowing or whatever. And they're like, oh, she thinks she all that. Well, number one, she is. And... <laughs> Number two, how do you know yesterday she didn't just have therapy where she dressed like a slob? Like, you know what I mean? Not a slob in a negative way, but where she didn't like her body. And so this is the first day she stepped out of the house where she had to be like, or even if you saw her every day, what if she every day she's putting on her makeup in the mirror and she's un, you know, she doesn't have a lot of self-confidence, but she has to come outside and she's fighting something in herself. But you saying she thinks she all that. Well, you know what? She does. So thank you. And so I want to just set that up because we immediately judge people. You know, people say don't judge a book by its cover and we do it. And that's what haterism is. And it's so 
annoying to me. And so I had a conversation with Marcy. So if you know the size video, I mean the size infomercial, you meet Marcy. She's a 50 year old or she's in her fifties now. Wonderful woman. I mean, I remember meeting her when she first came to the size test group. Um, she came to the first size test group audition and she was just like, you know, Sean, I've done T25 and insanity. And, you know, I think this is the right one for me. And she, not only did she lose weight, but I mean, you want to hang out with this person. Like you want to talk to her because she's just so wonderful. And she said after the infomercial, you know, she had family members that said you're too skinny and you're, you know, they were completely hating on her. And I was like, no, the people can't see me because I'm on a podcast, but I was doing that side eye because I'm like, why? Because you ain't committed to changing your body or you ain't committed to whatever you do. So you got to like hate on somebody else. I'm like, so she's supposed to be 60 pounds overweight. Like you weren't telling her to lose weight, but when she did lose weight, you're up there, you know, shading, just throwing straight shade, you know? And it, it just, I, for me, I was talking to her and I was just like, whether you gain five pounds back or whether you gain 30 pounds back, it doesn't matter. Because these people don't know you. And my question to her was, when you go to bed at night, are you thinking about yourself and what you need to do? She was like, yes. I was like, when you go to bed at night, are they thinking about how you're going to wake up and the motivation you're going to get to work out and eat healthy? Are they thinking about it? No. Because the people who are out there throwing shade, they throw shade to their girlfriend at the cooler or homeboy at the, you know, at the bar. But as soon as they leave that spot, they ain't thinking about you. They only think about you in the moment of throwing the shade. And then it becomes nothing. But it affects the person that's getting the shade thrown. I mean, throw shade if it's a hot day. But I'm saying, you know, it, it affects, like if somebody was throwing shade at me, like it might affect me at that moment. But then it's going to linger because you're throwing shade at me. And I'm like, oh, my God, why would somebody think that way about me? But the people who throw shade, they move on to the next conversation. And you don't know how it impacts that person's life when you out there saying rude things that you know just it's just so unnecessary you look you're um so if you you obviously can't see us and we're on skype so soul is rubbing his hands together and he has something to say well, no, oh, i've got well i've got a ton of questions but you actually hit on something that i got a question for this podcast from a oh, girl cool. named laney and laney says she and her girlfriend or she said her girlfriend's family has always made comments. This is what made me think about this. Always made comments about her, about how chubby she is and how she eats. Now that she's lost 25 pounds and is much healthier, she's still eating healthier and exercising. She, she, uh, her family's still giving her a hard time, and they criticize her and tell her now that she's too skinny, she doesn't eat enough, she doesn't eat real food. It's constantly nitpicking her, and they get mad when she doesn't eat the crappy foods that they're eating. Right, so... I want everyone to digest that. Like, so this goes back to what I've said a thousand times over and over again. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm saying I don't know what I said, but my, the point is, okay, so people aren't happy when you're unhappy. And people aren't happy when you're happy. So tell me where in that equation are they supposed to matter? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Where in that equation are they supposed to matter? And, and the next thing you have to digest is the delivery of the communication. Are they saying, hey, you know, I love you and, you know, whatever. I don't know how they approach it. Because if you 
you know, so if you got really overweight, I mean, I might be like, you know, what's going on? Like, are you injured? You know, like you go into it like, hey, what's up? And you might be like, you know, I'm really stressed or whatever. And it's okay, so let's work through it. And then if you were getting too skinny, like, I mean, there's a point where you're getting too skinny, right? Like it's possible where you're going a little bit overboard. But so I would come to you and be like, you know, how's it going? Are you okay? Like, you know, you seem like you're, I mean, you're really lean, but do you, are you, do you feel good or whatever? So it's open up a conversation and so that it's like every, both sides of these, these coins are able to be talked about like in a, in a good way. But if someone's just like throwing like you too fat or you too skinny, that's not feedback. That's hating. And they're, what they don't understand, and maybe they do understand because they're probably jealous, is that they're making you feel bad. So my thing is, if you can't feel, if people aren't happy for you when you feel bad, and they're not happy for you when you feel good, where do they fit in your life? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, that's, that's true. That's the question. And and I would and have not saying I mean, I'm not saying I would never tell you to do something I didn't do or we would discuss it. But I would go up to them and be like, where do you where do you want to fit into my life? Because, yes, yes. I mean, and it's not like in a bad way, like you don't need to go and be like, you know, aggressive. It's just like, you know, this is this. You know, when I was overweight, you told me I was overweight. And I knew I was overweight. So, you know, tell me something I don't know, but thank you. And then I lost the weight and I'm eating healthy. And now you tell me I'm too skinny. So you're clearly not happy for me when I'm actually happy. So where do you fit in to my life? Because, you know, you haven't been, you haven't been positive about me or my journey. And so, you know, I, and then you have to have that discussion for me, you know, I've been through so many things in my life that I just don't have the time. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, you have to be able to let it like roll off your back. You know, like we talked about last week, you know, there's still some plaque that's going to stay. There's still some, you know, it's going to affect you. But, you know, if if people care, like your family, you have to be like, yo, so where does this, um, you know, where do you want to fit into my life and not be afraid to do it? You know what I think? You know what I think people admire about you, and I'm speaking for them because in in our in the last couple of years, as you and I became really close, I'm I'm not going to use names, but there was a certain family situation that I was going through with a certain family member who's no longer in my life, Mm -hmm. and I remember you saying that we we had a conversation, and I'm not encouraging everybody to say like I'm going to disown certain members of my family, but I'm just saying, and I'm not telling Lainey and her wife or whatever to do that either but it's like just because somebody's family doesn't necessarily mean that you have to put up with their stuff you know what I'm saying and you kind of made me realize like because when you say I don't have the time I mean that's easy to say but hard to do which is why I admire you so much and I think watching you do this 
over the last couple of years with certain relationships in your, in your life and hearing stories from your past, it gave me the courage to do that with this one particular person. And it wasn't easy, but oh my God, the drama that left and the weight that was lifted from my shoulders when I quit dealing with that was amazing. Yeah, because the thing is, like, you have to remember, you know, the people that hate, and that person was hating on you, like, ridiculous. And, like, you have to remember that you can't change people. Like, you can't change people, and you should never try to change people. If they're open for a conversation about the most important thing, which is how they're affecting you, then that's great. What they do outside of their relationship with you is their prerogative. But in order for you to have a healthy relationship and to continue to grow with any particular person, be it family, friend, or acquaintance that you see every day down the street, let's take it to somebody who you, quote unquote, don't even really care about. Like, imagine you leave your house every day and you walk to Starbucks and you saw the same, you know, person. And every morning y'all were like, hi, good morning. How are you? Y'all shook hands, you know, have a good day. It was like literally a five second interaction. Now, what's going to happen if, like, the next day you walk out and you're like, hey, how are you? And they walk by you. And the next day they walk, hey, how are you? And they walk by you and they never speak back. Now, this is somebody who's not in your family. You're going to be like, oh, my God, that's so rude. And you might go home and tell your spouse or a friend, like, oh, you know, I knew this person. And, you know, they don't say, and then they don't say hi back. And then one day you stop them. And you're like, you know, you stop saying hi to me. And I just want to know, like, did I do anything to you? Because I don't really know you like that anyway. And they're just like, you know, whatever they said, you know, you had the communication and then you can go on from there being like, okay, but it would be much easier for you to stop talking to that person. You'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I'll take a different route. So I don't have to look at you and not miss you. And, but when it comes to people and family, and let me tell you something, I've had it and I have it. It is currently happening at the moment. Um, and it's painful, but you know, for me, I'm like, I keep you at a distance. So you know, you, what you started to do with that person is you started to keep them at a distance. You're like, I'm not going to invite you to something if you're just going to shit on me. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to send you a text message if your response to me is, can I have some money every time? Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? So now you got to keep them at a distance. And it's not to say you need to eliminate them from your life, but when you stop allowing them to shit on you and take control of your existence and take control of your mood, they're going, it's going to be like, I can't even find an example, which is normal, but it's going to be like ants. Like once you, you know, ants will, 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 will flock around and be create an army around some dried up honey that's left on the kitchen floor, right? You go leave some honey on the floor. I bet you probably don't have ants in your house. Ants going to come. <laughs> you know, they're going to come and they love it. But what happens when you clean that up? When you stop allowing, when you clean up that section, they're going to be like, oh, well, ain't nothing there, and I don't want to eat on no cleaning fluid, so let me go find something else. And that's what haters are going to do, whether they're their acquaintance in the morning or their family member that you deal with every single day. And like you said, it does sound easier. It does sound easier than what it really is. But for me, I'm like, look, I'm creating a distance. I'm cleaning up the honey so you can't stick around here. And I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you my time because I don't have the time for that. I just don't. So get rid of the honey. Clean it up. Do you know one of the best books that, and I'm actually in the process of reading it now, and it was per your recommendation, People Can't Drive You Crazy If You Don't Give Them the Keys. That book. That book. Let me tell you something. That book, go get that book. Wait, who? I don't have it. I, I don't mine's have it. upstairs. I'd have to get it. Oh, we'll have to. 
We'll put it in the show notes so people yeah. can see what it is. But people can't drive you crazy if you don't give them the keys. And and haters, what they're doing is they are going to the key shop and they are making it <laughs> to your existence. So you need to you need to put a stamp on that key that says cannot be duplicated. So when they take it to the key shop, they don't have it available. Because that's what it is. Like you have to give somebody the key to your heart. Like when you're dating somebody, you know what I'm saying? Or if or if you're you're dating people. There's going to be, you know, of all those people, most of them ain't going, it ain't going to go nowhere. But one person, you give the key to your heart. Imagine if you gave everybody the key to your heart. First of all, you'd be tired and exhausted because you have to deal with all these different people. And number two, you would never be able to commit to one person in a, whatever your commitment levels are. But you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be able to commit to them. So don't, that's what I'm saying. Like when people, people hate on me every day. Like they hate on me every day. Shanti's gay, or like, which yeah, we'll talk. I gotta tell that story after the break, but I yeah, don't let me forget to tell you that story. Yeah, yeah, we can talk. We can, yeah. So I mean, you know, like I get all kinds of people that hate on me. Oh my god, like you and Scott, you're such fags. You know what I mean? And I know you hate that word. I hate that word. I know. I hate that word too. But I'm but I'm being very real in the sense, like I'm talking about like these are people that. You know, I wake up every day, and if you're listening to this, there's something that you do every day. You wake up every day and you do X. I wake up every day and I'm like, how can I motivate as many people as possible, even when I'm going through my own turmoil? Because I go through turmoil. You know, if you're a lawyer or a doctor or, look, hell, if you're the manager at a local foods chain or, you know, you're the chef, I don't care what you are because it's not about the job. It's about how you do the job. But whatever whatever you do in your life, if you are, if you go into it and you're like doing the best that you can do, and somebody's hating on the fact that you're doing your best, bye, Felicia. You know, I don't know if that made sense. Did that make no, sense? it made absolute total sense. Um, before we go to break, I want to I want to throw in two more because we're kind of along the lines of these next two questions. Okay. Um, so, like Jackie, who's a really good friend of ours, she was talking about how she. I'll just read it to you. For me, it's a little. It's the little digs here and there. I hardly ever post anything about me working out on social media anymore because when I do, I constantly get, you shouldn't be doing push-ups. Why are you eating like that? That's not healthy. And then she was like, basically, she kind of stopped being herself on social media because every time she would post about the things that she enjoyed, which were fitness and nutrition, mm. and, she, and she's not a coach. She, she's just a regular person that loves working out. And so she would get all this hate from people on social media. Then she would turn around and she said that the exact same people with the same people that were talking about wanting to lose weight, being miserable, and they would be posting pictures of them eating, what was her quote, um, posting about them eating healthy, which was like uh, ice cream and pizza at 10 p.m. at night. And she was, right. and it's kind of like along the same lines as what you just said, if you want to add to that. And then the other thing that I wanted to throw out there that I think is a big one is what about spouses or marriages or couples or whatever, not necessarily you have to be married, but like, I'll just use an example of me and Alicia. Thank God Alicia worked out with me, but I see married couples all the time where one or the other will start to work out and the spouse will start hating on their wife or yeah, husband. That, that po- makes me pose a question to you. So I, I want to talk about the woman on social media. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to get to this first. I'm going to ask you right away first. But that poses the question. If you did work out and Alicia didn't work out, like, would you be hating on her? No, I, I personally wouldn't, but I've seen, I see married couples where 
some where one of the people work out, they start feeling better about themselves and it starts to expose cracks in the marriage where it might be like they're taking each other for granted. And so here's this one person that's starting to feel good about themselves. And then the other person is like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm seeing a change in him or her. And now I'm starting to feel crappy about myself. And then it, it, I think, I think there has to be a good line of communication to keep the other person from starting to resent them for being, becoming a better person. Right. But you know what? Let me tell you something. It's never the thing. It's the thing. Right. So like I told Scott at the beginning of our relationship, I said, look, you gain 20 pounds, then you just gonna have a bigger butt for me to look at. And I'm into it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying in the sense of like, I want him to be unhealthy or whatever. Right. Right. But marriages, like you have to be unifiedly independent. You know what I'm saying? And just because you are on a health and fitness path doesn't mean that your spouse has to be on the same path. It just doesn't. Yes, you can want them to be healthy and fit. Yes, you can be like, hey, do I want to eat healthy? But you have to understand, you are two different human beings. And whether you moved in with a person and you're just boyfriend and girlfriend or it's your spouse and you guys are married, look, for better or for worse, so death do its part. And you have to find out, instead of being like, why ain't you working out? Or I'm feeling good about myself and whatever. The argument should never be I'm working out and you're not and so on and so forth. Even if the person that, like a lot of people are like, a lot of people always talk about the person who's working out is getting on the person who's not working out. And, but a lot of times too, because you know, it's two sides of the coin, is the person who is not working out gets on the person who's working out is like you work out too much and so the real and raw sean dropped the t response is bitch don't be mad at me because i'm doing something that you're not and the reverse is if it's the person that's working out be like bitch don't get mad at me because i'm going through something right now and i don't feel like working out now this is this is one of the ways that i would deal with it if i worked out and scott didn't i would just be like First of all, you know your spouse. And the majority of people, it's not that they don't want to work out. They just hate working out. Now, let me, understand, let me understand what that means. Like, you, if you didn't like working out, I know a couple of things that you would do. You would still go play tennis because it's not the same as dropping down and doing freaking ski abs. And you would go play basketball. because the, So there are two things, like if me and you were dating, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you if you and me were dating, I would like, if you didn't want to do insanity, I would be like, hey, let's go play tennis. Let's go play basketball. Or hey, do you want to go for a walk? Or let's do bowling. Like there's so many different things out there. So just because they ain't push and play with you and Sean T, which they should. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just because they ain't push and play with you and Sean T or Tony or Shalene or whoever, don't mean that you better than them. Doesn't mean that they don't want to get healthy, right? Like, so there's a lot to process in there, but you know, again, it comes down to communication and stop hating on each other because hate is hate. Like hate creates more hate, creates more hate. And so the last thing I'll say is if, like I started out the same, it's never the thing, it's the thing. If you and your spouse are breaking, drifting apart because one person working out and one person's not, y'all need to get to the root of it because it's not because one person's working out and one person's not. And it's all about communication, which is one of the biggest things I've ever learned from you in my marriage is communication, like actually having real effing conversations and telling them exactly how you feel about everything. 
Yeah, because if you're sitting at the dinner table, which you should be eating at the dinner table with your spouse, which I love that you and Alicia and Carly do, even though Carly lags behind sometimes, <laughs> but that's his daughter. But, you know, like, it, look, I, this is my challenge because this is me and Scott, like, we never sit down and are like all the time and like, well, we can't say how was your day because he was down there sitting next to me the whole day anyway. But, you know, we talk about real stuff. Like, we'll be walking down the street. And if, you know, Scott will be like, yo, did you think that guy was attractive? Like, I saw you listening, looking at him. And I'll be like, yeah. Or it could be something like that. And be like, you know, so how does that make you feel? Well, this. And he'd be like, well, I'm secure. I just wanted to know. And then it, it brings up such a big conversation. Because that jealousy is one of the biggest things that hurts in marriage, right? Like, if, if you were checking out another person. I'm like, bitch, you human. So don't think that your spouse is going to work when you ain't there and they ain't checking out the, the fly girl and the pumps or the, well, he probably ain't looking at the pumps, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so this is a conversation like me and Scott won't, you know, that's a conversation you want to have, or, you know, we haven't had enough sex, so we need to do this. Like, I ain't going to go there. I got to look, I'm too comfortable. I'm just too comfortable. But, Anyway, my thing is, this is about the communication and it's about having the conversations that you think are off limits in your house with your spouse are the conversations that are the most fun to have. Yes. And Scott told me, you know, before when we got married, like, or before we got married, when we first started dating and stuff, he was just like, you know, I'm, a, I'm afraid of confrontation. So he's like, when you ask questions like that, I'm like, oh my God, is he mad? And I'm like, no, I'm not mad. Like, I actually really want to know, like these things. And so, you know, you can, you can turn hating into a positive thing. So instead of reacting in a negative way, all it takes is a question and wanting to understand so that you can actually move forward. And if it's a marriage, move forward together. And if it's on social media, like homegirl, well, first of all, I think people that hate on social media. So I did, I did a little, um, I did a little research. Uh huh. Okay. I did a little research. So I stopped really trying. I I read more comments now because I love to engage with, you know, my fans and my fit fam or whatever. I love to engage with them. They're fun. But for a while, I stopped looking at like reviews and stuff like that. It used to bother me. But so I did a little research. So everybody out there that gets hated on on social media and whatever, this is what I did. People who were like, oh, my God, you know, Shanti, like, you know, this, like, I'm excited. And most of if they were happy about it, they usually had a strong social media presence, meaning like, not like they had a thousand followers or whatever, but they had the information on their page was like meaty, meaning like it was meaningful stuff. Or even people who did, who disagree with something I posted or whatever, it was a very respectful, like, you know, Shanti, I love you, but I disagree with that and whatever. And you go to their page and they have very like well thought out, interesting things. Let me tell you about haters. First of all, the haters usually have no followers at all. And, and I'm talking about like one or two and they haven't posted in weeks. Like look at people who hate on Instagram, someone who hates on you, you'll go their their um, their profile is locked one or they have one picture or they have no followers. They're just like, they're just trolling, 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 which brings me to a point for your friend. 
Lacey was her name? Uh, Jackie. 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 There's this episode of This American Life. It is called, if you can't, if you don't have anything nice to say, say it in all caps. It is so freaking brilliant. And it talks about how this woman tells a story of how she was trolled on social media. And one guy completely, just go listen to it. We'll put it in the show notes. This American Life, if you don't have anything nice to say, say it on all caps. And we'll be right back. Shanti's Trust and Believe will be right back. Do you want to send texts and motivate your friends? Well, guess what? I have it. It's time. Shanti's Fitmoji. It's Fitmoji by Shanti in the App Store and Google Play. You can send emojis, Shanti emojis. You can send food emojis. You can send fun video emojis. You can send audio file emojis that get to motivate you, your friends, and your family, and you get to send some fun gifts. Communicate with the Shanti Fitmoji, and you will always dig deeper. Come on, y'all! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We're back and we're talking about haters, boy, those haters, those ones that just get under your skin and don't really know. And you know, some of y'all out there are haters. I know I have to confess that I've been a hater before, but in my 38 years, because you know, I got grades coming into my beard now, I got to pull up and I, you know, and I'm very conscious about if I'm judging someone and, you know, because I get judged all the time. And so I know Todd has a story. All right. So I'm going to try to tell this the best way possible because I honestly think the guy, like you said, everybody hates. I think this guy's a genuinely nice guy, but we Friday night, this past Friday, we were over at Mike's house and we were going to go bowling and we stopped by his house to pick him up or whatever. And one of his friends comes by and it was this black guy and he is a tennis player, professional tennis player, not the ATP, but what's the league below the ATP? Like the I something? Like the Challenger Series or whatever. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So like he tours the country and plays tennis for a living. And he's like a really smart guy and he's from Charlotte or whatever. <clears throat> and we're sitting there talking about tennis or whatever. And somehow I think he asked me how I got into tennis. And Mike said, oh, his buddy Sean T got him into it. And this guy looked at me and goes, Sean T, 
I'm like, yeah, you know, the insanity guy. He's like, the light-skinned brother? <laughs> was he black? Yeah, he was black. Oh, shit. Here we he go. Goes, he, goes, he goes, the light-skinned brother? And I was like, well, yeah, I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Because, like, I'm, I'm a white guy, so I don't You're know. like, he's brown to me, so. Yeah, like, he's, I, I, I wanted to say, well, he prefers caramel, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um. So he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, it was funny. He's like, me and my mom were just talking about him the other day. He's like, man, he's like, he made all his money. And like all of a sudden now he's just come out of the closet. And I was like, and I, and you know, I can't just sit there and like, let Wait, that go. Pause. Pause. So let me just, I'm not going to ask too much. No, no, no. Like I made my money first. Then you came so out of the closet. I was gay. So then I can come out of the closet and be like, I'm good now. Yeah, his, yeah, his exact words were, his exact words were, I guess uh, he's, uh, he's like something like, yeah, he's made all his money. So now he don't care. So now he's come out of the closet. I'm and not going to comment. Keep going. I know, and I stopped him and I, and I was trying, you know, I'm not as, if you'd have been there, you'd have gone off, but I'm sitting there like I have to stick up for my soul brother and Mike sitting there like, you know, Mike and Mike's sitting there going, Oh shit. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I mean, I'm trying to be nice, and I'm like, dude. I was like, Sean came out of the closet when he was at least in college. I was like, he didn't just come out of the closet. I was like, and what he said was, he was like, yeah, but he's like, he he said that when you did insanity, he's like, I've seen his insanity, and he's all like drill sergeant. And then when I see him doing his dance stuff, I can tell that he's gay or or whatever. He's not as macho or whatever. And I'm like. No, I was like, he is Sean T. Like, he is who he needs to be for whatever it is he's doing. And I was like, he's always been himself. And I said, if you ever meet him, which I hope you don't, because <laughs> I think you'd kill him. I hope I meet him. But I said, if you ever met him, I was like, he is the most real, genuine person. He doesn't pretend to be anything. I was like, he is who he is. And I said, he didn't just come out of the closet. I was like, he's been gay for a long time. And uh-huh. I, it hasn't been a secret. No, and then he looked at me, and this is exactly what we said. And I'm and I may be leaving out parts that I forgot, but this is the meat of it. And he looked at me, and he goes, "Well, you know him better than I do, so I'll take your word for it." Right? Really pissed me off. Well, I mean, you know, I get it, and it's you know, it's funny to me. But just for the record, if you're just tuning in to know who Shanti is, like. I can't, like, it's so funny to me because when it did, when the news hit, meaning with social media and the World Wide Web, when the news hit, you know, Sean T comes out via Twitter by, by reposting, you know, Alex's post, like, you know, Sean T and Scott Blocker get married. Like, and so you read all these things like, oh my God. And it was, you know, people were saying all this stuff. I'm like laughing because I'm just like, this is so funny to me because I mean, like, you know, I never was, I'm like, I was never in the closet. So, right. Right. You know, the only time I was in the closet is when, whatever, I'm not even going <laughs> to go there, you know, when I was like stressed as a kid, but, um, yeah, you know, I mean like, you know, it's an interesting story. And I think the only thing that's weird is I'm like, so I don't know any gay person. that's like, I'm going to make a lot of money and then I'm going to come out. Like, what? I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like, I, for me, I'm like, yeah, like, I, you know, I've liked men for a really long time. Like, I, you know, like, you ain't never seen me. You know, I think the thing is, like, when I'm doing insanity in my room, do you, do you see me like, word, like, throw that eight count. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood. Or when I'm running around the track or when I'm 
you know, when I played sports and football, like you were in a zone of like this, you know, this is a testosterone filled event. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? A very, for me. And then when I'm dancing, I'm like, I'm living. Like, this is like, I'm at a party and I'm going to cut up. But it's like I talked about last week. Like, there's Shanti and then there's Sean and then there's Todd Midget NC Fit Club and then there's, you know, like a lot of people who know you, you know, who know you because like you lost a lot of weight or they, they might be like, oh my God, you go tailgating every Sunday and you drink beers and you're like, yeah. But the thing is like, I'm a grown ass man. And let me tell you something. I do not have the time to hide who I am. And, and, and that's me telling everybody out there, like if, so my, my protocol is if you wake up every day and like the shirt I'm wearing right now, positivity, it does a body good. If you are leading with positivity and trying your best to be positive and authentic and, you know, lend a helping hand and pay it forward in everything that you do and your job, if you're, if you're the supervisor of somebody, reach out to help the people who are the newer at the job or in the business. If you're leading your life like that, you know what I'm saying? This is like, this is what I'm trying to instill in people. It's like, we can have an amazing world if you just stop, like, if you just stop judging, you know, a woman because she has long blonde hair or because maybe she's successful or, or stop judging because, you know, this, this girl's in college and she can't afford the weave or yet, you know, or like me, like when I was a kid, I, like, people had, like, the bomb sneakers growing up. And I had, my hole was coming out, my shoes. And I couldn't get a new pair until my, they, my, my shoes were talking, you know? <laughs> they were repeating everything I said every time I walked down the hall. So, you know, my point is, like, we can't judge people. Like, you don't know what people are going through. And if you are concerned, then communicate. Like, if you're concerned, communicate. This is actually a good, this could be a good one to end on or whatever. I'll let you decide. Um, I absolutely love this woman to death. Her name's Jan. And she said, my thought process is different because she says, I don't give two shits what people think or say about me. My biggest hater is myself. That's the hater I wish I could change. If you can't believe in yourself, like if you can't go into who you are and believe that you matter and believe that the journey you are on is your journey and you have to take hold of it, then haters are definitely going to penetrate that. But like she just said, she flipped it. You know, she's like, I don't give a crap what other people say, but, you know, and it's just as bad. Like they're just as bad. They're one in the same. It's like people out there judging and you completely judging yourself. But the way that Jan can deal with this is to understand like this is who I am. And the same way you deal with haters is the same way you deal with yourself. Ask yourself the tough questions. You know, I don't know what Jan's problem is, but she might ask herself, why, why am I eating that pie in the middle of the night? Or why, why do I feel like I still need to lose weight when I don't? I don't know what she looks like, I'm saying. But she has to ask herself those same questions. And there's a lot of people who have like a lot of internal issues who don't want to face the issue. And I talked to someone the other day who said they were molested as a kid and they just remembered at 36 years old or maybe older than 36. They remember that they're like, Oh my gosh, I just remember. And what people do is they like suppress, 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 suppress all of these things. And it's a buildup. And then like Jan, 
they want to explode because Jan's not necessarily hating on herself. I feel like Jan's not dealing with something else. I don't know. Right. But, but my experience is you're always dealing with something else. Like it's never the thing it's the thing. Like if you get in an argument with your spouse, unless he cheated on you and you like walked in on it, you know what I'm saying? And that got you. Uh, most of the arguments you have with anybody is not about where you didn't wash the dishes. It ain't got nothing to do with it. It either has something to do with the relationship or you had a bad day. And so Jan, I'm like, I tell Jan, write down all the things that you hate about yourself, but then write down why you hate it about yourself. Ooh, that's good. Because when you write down the why, like when you get into the why, then you're going to start peeling off layers of your life and peeling off years and you're going to come to the moment that oh my goodness like this is why I'm hard on myself this is why I hate on myself and that that seed is what you need to attack if you attack that seed that is the core of who you are and if you go into the core of who you are you will always trust and believe in who you are I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget. You can find him at NC Fit Club on Instagram and Facebook. Another huge shout out to Alex Colorado. You can find her at Alex0REO on Instagram. They're both great. They help me with the podcast and they help us always trust and believe in who we are to get the message out that you have to know that you can do it. Check, check, one, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Fitness. Same on Instagram and Twitter. Or visit me at shantyfitness.com for more support and more motivation.